hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of November 8th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, as always, it is great to be with you. Hey, Jenny, it's great to be back with you as well this week as we shift gears into November and we're just weeks away from the holiday season. Well, usually I can't wait. It's my favorite time of the year, but I have a feeling that it's not necessarily the best time for our trucking industry. That's right, Jenny. As we approach the holiday season, there's definitely no signs of momentum out there just yet. And I wouldn't expect any momentum to pick up as we go into the holidays. You know, and it's also important for our listeners to understand why that is not going to be the case this time around. So let's get into why we're not seeing the momentum around the holidays. Well, Jenny, when we look at it, overall in the market, we're still seeing way too much supply. Just look at tender rejections. Tender rejections continue to be on a decline even as we start heading into the holidays. And you dig a little bit deeper, one call out I will make is that, like I called out last week, we should start expecting some reefer volatility. Now, I don't think it's going to be too much noise, but we are already starting to see reefer rejections increase and likely to start seeing some cost increase, especially around Thanksgiving due to how much reefer capacity is needed throughout the holidays. But when you look at dry van, and again, dry van does make up a large portion of the overall freight market. Tender rejections are just over 3% at 3.01%. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see that drop below 3% this week, Jenny. And I know we discussed this at length last week, Maze, but what is the opportunity for carriers here around the holidays? Well, Jenny, there isn't really much of an opportunity for carriers to push up rates anytime soon with rejections this low, because there's not much freight out there for them to be pushing up rates on even as we enter the holidays. Now, of course, I do anticipate rejections to increase going into Thanksgiving week, but we're still at a very low rate. That means this will need to happen sooner and faster to see actual momentum shift into the rates for carriers. All right, and I've been keeping a watchful eye on this, but I understand that the markets are fairly stagnant, our favorite word of the year. Is that right, Maze? That's right, Jenny. Overall, the market's still sitting pretty stagnant from where we were last week. We're at about $1.50 per mile line haul only, but on the bright side for shippers and carriers, there was a noticeable decrease and fuel last week. And you know what? That is a big win for both sides of the supply chain because you know, it is one of the highest operating costs and has been for carriers, especially this year. Well, Jenny, the last point I'll make that is a little more optimistic for carriers, although I still think we're far away from any type of market shift into the carrier's favor. I think we're more just going to be sitting at this bottom with small swings up and down for a few months now. But when you look at the spot to contract spread, at this time last year, it was wider. Now, again, we still have a pretty wide gap between contract and spot rates, which is one of the reasons why carriers cannot get any momentum on the spot market when tenant rejections do slip upwards. But on the bright side right now, that gap has closed from this time last year, but there's still a lot to go. All eyes will certainly be on the spot market over the next couple of weeks, Maze, but do you think rates are gonna go lower or do you anticipate another spike? I'm calling for rates to continue to decline over the next week and a half until we start really approaching the heels of Thanksgiving week. And I still don't think we're gonna see too much noise there. Cause if you remember, if we go back to Labor Day weekend, which was combined with a hurricane down in the Southeast, we saw nearly no volatility. Rates didn't really move. Tender rejections didn't move too noticeably. So I don't think that a holiday like Thanksgiving 
though it usually causes a lot of volatility, will this year just due to where the market is. You know, and the fact of the matter is, we just had this conversation with Bill Cassidy from JOC that's coming out next week for the Transfix Take On. But consumers, and I just saw this meme, consumers are waiting for Black Friday deals on their groceries, not on big ticket items like TVs and furniture. It's truly about the smaller item because the fact of the matter is, the economy has been hurting for a year now and we are starting to see it, or we have been seeing it in the truckload sector for the last year and a half. And Jenny, one last thing I want to continue to keep an eye on because I think it's super important that some people may not pay too much attention to is volume by length of haul. As rail prices have decreased, shippers are definitely going to start opting to move more freight and we've seen it to the rails to save money and because to be honest, right now, there's not too much rush freight out there which usually is what pushes up rates through the peak holiday season. It's not necessarily that there's more volume out there, it's that capacity comes off the roads and there's a lot more rush rate out there which causes volatility in supply chains. Now this year, I really don't think capacity has the ability to sit out, which is going to continue to keep rates down. And let's be honest, there's not a lot of rush rate out there. So I think it's going to be very hard for carriers to push it up. But if we keep an eye on length of haul, if we continue to see longer hauls, struggle with demand, then that pushes capacity into shorter hauls. And Jenny, anyone can do the math. Not my strong suit, but let's hear it. If a longer haul sits in equipment for a few days versus a shorter haul where you can do two runs with one power unit, that means that the capacity actually somewhat expands because the same capacity can haul more volume. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, traditionally, when there is more volatility, especially on longer hauls, that pushes capacity to be tied up with the same shipment for a longer period of time, which essentially takes that same volume number of capacity and shrinks it a little bit. Really great insights this week, Mace. Thank you for that. Now you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. I think let's get started on the West Coast. What's happening there and what are the changes that we've seen from last week to this? The West Coast continues to be the only real opportunity region where carriers are seeing some rate increases. But it's not true for all of the West Coast. It's certainly not relevant in the higher volume markets like Los Angeles, Phoenix, and Portland. But in aggregate, rates out of the West Coast have increased 1% since last Monday to this Monday. And that's up 6% over the last 60 days to really showcase how much the West Coast has been increasing. Now, yes, it's not a significant upward trend, but it is a trend upward which other regions are not seeing. Well, this week it looks like the West Coast comes out to be the best coast. So what's going on if we swing on over to the Midwest, Maze? It's starting to show some pressure. Shippers are still having some difficulty sourcing capacity on freight originating out of the Midwest, going down to the South and Southeast. And that's due to those regions being pretty dire for carriers. So carriers are less willing to go there and they have some negotiating power. But overall, the Midwest is starting to show some pockets of tightness, but it's still a mixed signal throughout the different markets within the Midwest. Let's keep it moving. And why don't we head on over to the Northeast? What's going on there? The Northeast is going to sound like a broken record. There really was just about no change week over week on freight leaving the Northeast in aggregate. Now, the Philadelphia area, huge Eagles fans and super excited about their victory over the Dallas Cowboys. But it's not just the football team in Philadelphia that's seeing a big victory, but shippers are seeing a victory as rates out of Philadelphia continue to decline at a pretty rapid rate. 
Overall, the major markets up in the Northeast that drive the volume continue that downward decline in a very, very slow fashion. But overall, you can still find some pockets of tightness. But right now, for drivers who are sitting in the Northeast, you're not going to find much difference in rates from week to week. And this isn't going to change over the next week either. If some cold weather was to roll in with some winter storms, then we might see some volatility. But that's nowhere in the sight just yet. No, it looks like the first anticipated snow on the East Coast is likely, or Northeast actually, is likely going to be in December. And I honestly am happy to wait until then. And just a quick note on the Eagles, we will literally take any win that they uh, that they can nab this season. Uh, that said, why don't we head on over to the coastal region? What's going on over there? Just like how the Carolina Panthers are no longer winless as an NFL team, some markets in the coastal region have picked up some momentum, though it's very slim, just like the Carolina Panthers have only one win still and had some momentum, the coastal regions in the same situation. The Charlotte market, the Columbia, South Carolina, and North Charleston, South Carolina market have shown some slim increases, but nothing really noticeable. And Jenny, it really has to do with freight that's staying within the coastal region. So that's local and city freight. So even if we're seeing a 1% or half a percent increase, that is nearly nothing in the means of dollars. When you look at cross country and longer haul freight, we're, we're just seeing things basically stay pretty stagnant, but it's really gonna depend on where that freight's going. If it's going to the West Coast or the Midwest, you are more favorable as a shipper, but if it's going down to the Southeast or South, again, it's less desirable for a carrier to end up in those regions, so shippers are going to pay slightly higher this week than they did last week. And why don't we move on over to the Southeast region, Maze? What's going on over there? Any big changes that we should know? Just about every market, other than two, Jackson, Mississippi and Lakeland, Florida, have seen decreases from last week. Now, Lakeland, Florida is a volume driving market, but it experienced a very slim increase and it's mainly on freight that's staying within Florida. But every other market, especially markets such as Miami, Atlanta, Savannah, Nashville, and Jacksonville, these are the larger markets in the Southeast that are continuing to see that downward trend. Most notably, Jenny, is the Atlanta market because it's also starting to lose some volume. This past week, the Ontario, Los Angeles area took the reins of the highest volume market once again in the overall freight market, leaving Atlanta number two by volume. All right, and why don't we wrap up the regional breakdown with the Southern region? Overall, it's a very similar story that we've been telling across most of the regions with a pretty consistent decrease in the higher volume markets. But when you include some of the more remote markets like along the border, such as El Paso or flipping to the other side to New Orleans, these are two markets within the South region that saw slim increases. But again, Jenny, in aggregate, you're only really seeing increases on freight that's staying within the South. Very similar to what we said about coastal and the Southeast, because these are less desirable areas for carriers to remain. But if it's freight that's going out to longer lanes of haul and more desirable markets, which are hard to find, yes, but still out there, you would still see some of the increases. Yeah, there is a lot of available drivers out there on the road, but we did expect this to happen, right? I mean, for the last couple of weeks, we've been saying it. I'm excited to see what Thanksgiving has in store for us, although I might be a little too excited for what we're actually going to see. Because again, I really don't think it's going to be much difference brought to the markets. 
but it will bring some more insight into how the remainder of the year is going to play out and how Q1 is going to play out. Because Jenny, if carriers are not able to push any pricing power into the spot market over the holidays, Q1 is not going to play out any better than what we've seen the past few months because traditionally there is no volume in Q1 and that's generally where the freight market is the most depressed throughout the year in a traditional market. And on top of that, you do have the Lunar New Year that usually starts to have that downward effect of less imports coming in. So it's something to keep an eye on because as of right now, we are seeing a lot of brokers and carriers go out of business as we discussed last week. And since we haven't seen any momentum in Q4, we likely won't see momentum until Q2 or Q3 of next year. And that is a long time for carriers to keep operating at these low rates, which is gonna to continue to put a squeeze on their cash flow, which ultimately eliminates capacity from the market. So it's something to keep an eye on because without capacity leaving the market, I don't see any foreseeable future in the next year that demand is going to just pop off and quickly increase to fulfill the capacity. So it's going to be interesting. And, you know, we're going to be talking to Bill Cassidy soon from the General Commerce. And I'm excited about the conversation, his outlook on the market and what he's seeing on his side of other parts of the industry, such as LTL. Amazing teaser there, Maze. That episode drops next week. So stay tuned for that on Friday. And we will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc., or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.